0: Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only FPL podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, my good friend, Rob Langevin. And also joining us is former EPL Roundtable regular. He's still there every now and again, though. It's Mr. Mark Simpson.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, very pleased to have you on. When you first told us that you should come on. Uh, you were somewhere in the 500s, uh, had a bit of bad luck since then, but we'll get into your strategies and everything here in a bit. I'll leave with Rob just a little bit here. Friendship-wise, people want to hear how Rob's doing. Rob, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. Everybody at home who was wishing, wait, was Rob still there? He didn't even answer and when Kevin mentions his name, because usually I hear my name and I hear the popularity that comes from behind it, and I'm just <laughs> like all over it. And then Mark jumps in there with his you know, his his swaggy uh, you know, accent swaggy, and just trumps even. me, and everybody's like, jeez. Who's this Jersey kid? You know.
0: <laughs> hey man, don't feel left out. You're the you're the plucky underdog. You're you're the Rudy of, of yeah, this show. I'm
2: I'm totally the cook, totally incapable of playing first team football. But <laughs> if everyone everybody wants to give up their spot for me, I'll play.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll lay down my jersey on our coach's uh, desk and cool. say <laughs> I want him to start for me. And Mark, not to be rude, how are you doing, man?
1: Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. A a couple of days away with the family. So, uh, yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you.
0: Good. Good. All right. Uh, Well, usually we'd start off talking about something like uh, price changes, but pretty much none of the ones that have happened over the international break have really been of any meaningful note. Uh, But there have been some significant injuries. So, Rob, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what's been going injury-wise with Premier League players over the international break?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know if it's significant, but there's a lot of niggling injuries. You know, they come up because international play, people are playing, and a lot of these players have, you know, fantasy value that everyone is pretty much rostering. Some people roster or could affect your transfers to date. Uh, you know, the big news is that, you know, I think the big one, you know, he said he's fine now because uh, after a press ga- press conference he said he's fine. But anytime Sergio Aguero an in injury comes up in the same uh, sentence you know fantasy owners and fantasy FPL players kind of you know take a step back and try to re- just try to cry figure out what, what they're the going to yeah <laughs> well, they try to yeah they cry first and then we're like then they try to like blame somebody and then they try to figure out what they're going to do in a panic situation um, but it seems like he's okay he's not he's probably going to play this weekend uh, i don't see i don't foresee him being out unless something happens between now and the game Time uh, when he kicks off. Uh, a couple other guys got hurt. They're not as significant f- as um, you know. You know, the Guero. Basically, he's the he's the, the the keystone of the whole fantasy pr- fantasy Premier League uh, universe. But Darren Fletcher had a little injury. Lucas Perez is coming back from injury, so I'm going to touch on a guy who's coming back too. Uh, Genie Wijnaldum pulled up a little lame in his game, so he's questionable for Liverpool. We have a Liverpool guy on our squad, our show right now, so maybe he can add some some sway into the whole conversation about a, a Liverpool uh, midfielder. Uh, Tom Heaton in goal, you know, pulled up lame. Uh, you know, he's pretty significantly owned as a, as a cheap second or sometimes uh, as a punt goalie in, in this format. So he's someone to keep an eye on fitness-wise. Bakary Sanya for Man City uh, came up with an injury as well. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to play. They're probably going to turn it to uh, another 30-year-old Pablo Zabaleta on the outside to cover until he gets back. A uh, couple of niggling injuries. Joe Allen pulled up for Wales. Uh, he, he's questionable for the weekend, and it's a shame because he's starting to play well in, in Stoke, and he could probably do something significantly uh, on the cheap there. Yeah, he probably would have been one. Of uh, starts this the weekend. Of- he had been fit. Yeah, and uh, I like I like Stoke's upcoming fixtures. They have a nice nice run of games that you know you could probably get some sneaky value. I mean, it's it's tough to actually bank your uh, fantasy budget on a Stoke player because it's it's a tough pill to swallow, but. You know, if if anybody's looking for a a cheap fifth midfielder, uh, Joe Allen was playing in in pretty good form. And then the last one I have written down is Ryan Bertrand for Southampton, only because Southampton's been playing very well lately. They have three consecutive cleans, and he's someone that you could probably have looked at this week, but I don't think he's going to play this week. So uh, it could be a a shop at Matt Target weekend.
0: (laughs) Matt Target. I like it. Uh, Also, we used to talk about if people wanted to go to Targetto or Target. Depending on Ooh. what part of town we had to go to, do they have targets in uh, England, Mark?
1: It's just like a... no, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Um, yeah. No, 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 no target, no target. Ah, no
2: <laughs> strictly targetos in England. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely <tar-get-o.
0: laughs> Uh Fair enough. So yeah, just keep kind of keep an eye on those injuries. Uh, another thing, just because you know, I probably just went a solid five minutes without mentioning Tottenham. Uh, not a big fan of the fact that Walker and Rose both are playing on Tuesday and are excited to play again on Saturday because when that happens with Champions League matches, uh, we tend to like to rotate them. So just kind of keep an eye on that. Although Ben Davis is also playing for Wales. So <laughs> we'll see, uh, we'll see what direction that goes. So also do keep in mind who's playing late Tuesday. Uh, Lamella not an automatic, uh, sit as he was last international break because last time he played on the Wednesday and then we had a Saturday match just kind of keep an eye on that as well. But I do actually want to take a break to ask Mark about some of the Liverpool situations. Uh, You already mentioned Jeannie Winyaldum, likely to be hurt for a little bit. Wondering who may fill that role. And also, Daniel Sturridge starts tonight for England. No goals as of yet. It's actually just wrapping up as we're recording. But we've talked about on the uh, EPL show about how Firmino playing up top offers a a completely different look for Liverpool. And maybe that's the way you'll roll going forward. So what are your thoughts on Sturridge and then the injury to Winyaldum at the moment?
1: I think there's there's two key factors here. One, obviously, the uh, the Geno and injury, but uh, Lalana as well. Um, he got injured in the last game against Swansea, and he is a doubt for Monday night. Um, so that there's two things that could happen. Say that both Winaldum and Lalana don't make it, um, you would anticipate that Emre Shan comes back into the team, whether he comes in to replace Winaldum or whether Henderson moves from his number 6 to the sort of number 8 position that Ronaldo's been playing and Chance sits in is that defensive midfield role. Um, if Lalana doesn't make it, you can see Coutinho moving a little bit further back. Um, he played pretty much central midfield against Hull. It was tactical more than one of anything else, but um, I think the way that Kloppers like to play it so far is that you've got the defensive midfielder, whether it being Henderson or or Shan, and then you've got the two guys just in front of him, in it's sort of like a like a one-two pivot. The guy on the on the left-hand side, when Wijnaldum, is like a, a a big guy. A big guy gets box to box, up and down, uh, c- c- can win his headers, win his battles, and the guy next to him, where it's Lalana or Coutinho as it was against Hull, is a more skillful player player that can play on the turn, a guy that you can give the ball to him in any sort of situation. It doesn't matter if he's got one or two players on him and he'll come out with the ball and then he'll link the midfielder to, to the attack. And I think he likes to... We've got the players in the squad now. We've got one or two people, or at least two people deep that can fill that role. So, save that Lallana and Ronaldo don't make it, it'll be, in my opinion, Shan Henderson, Coutinho in that centre midfield. And then that leaves a space up top where Sturridge does get his game because Firmino will go to that left left forward role, which he has played a few times this season and he's linked up really well with Sturridge and Mane and this has been in a cup but it has been quite effective um when do uh, the south uh, the, sorry, the the african teams play does anybody know like mane i think he's uh, i think he's he's, he's playing I think they should at some be, point this week i think they should be done, done. yeah i'll I'll look it up while, okay. while you continue cuz he's the one <clears throat> The, the only player that we have in our squad that isn't sort of replaceable at the moment is Mane. We haven't got another explosive right sided winger uh, of somebody of his pace that, that can come in and, and replace it. He's a really important player. Obviously, I think the South American teams, they play, is it early tomorrow morning? Like uh, for you, time, for UK you guys, time? Yeah. it's yeah. late like
0: here, US time. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that means they won't technically. well. As as it is recording now, they could obviously get a a knock and an injury that would really affect our Monday night sort of selection if those boys get get a knock. But I think that the way it's looking at the moment, the the back sort of five picks itself, um, it's what it has been for the last few weeks. And then um, you're looking at Shan coming in to replace when Aldum depends on how long he's out for. And if Lalana doesn't make it, then Coutinho comes into that centre midfield spot. If Lalana can make it, then it'll be probably would be Sturridge that misses out. Um, I think Firmino is is his number one forward at the moment, and you know he's he's doing so well. I mean, you you, you can't really blame him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how I was looking at the no, moment. No African from matches. From left. Yeah, no, that's they cool. played, yeah, they're done. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, we are going to miss him so much in in January when it's the uh, African Nations, unless in the January transfer window he, he goes out and he, he signs somebody. There's that Dortmund young winger that he, he's he's been after. Pulisic the the young guy, the he young guy, who, oh. yeah, who's not signed on a contract, and I think that's who. I mean, that's who they wanted. Uh, they went for him quite late in the in the summer window, um, but that got rejected, and he and he hasn't yet signed a contract. But since the start of the season, I think he's played their last three or four games on the bounce, and he's done really well. So that yeah. that could change. But yeah, I think like if if. Uh, I think that'll be the one signing that they do make in January would be that sort of player to sort of like come in for the squad for for Mane because he is, is probably our most important player at the moment.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and then one last Liverpool question: Do you think Henderson is ownable or not? From a fantasy point of view, yeah. uh, no, uh, no. I mean, if when Aldom says out for the next four to six weeks with his with his hamstring, um, you could see a case where. Henderson becomes that box-to-box midfielder again instead of being the more defensive player uh, because Sean comes in as, as as the defensive midfielder so it, I think the question is sitting on the fence maybe because it just depends on on w- how long Winaldo was out for if
2: mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah fair enough yeah I yeah I agree Mark that's Excellent commentary on on Liverpool. We have a lot of Liverpool uh, supporters that listen to this podcast, so they'll be uh, anxiously waiting to hear the the groundbreaking news that you're giving them, <laughs> or that they already know, and they're already like, "Duh, I already know this." <laughs> but uh, I I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to go shift more into um, uh, a fantasy based question. Since so, since you're having a little success this year, you know you you've peaked at uh, the top 500 or right around 500 this year. Uh, going into this week. Um, and say you had your transfers or the transfers that you're allotted. What, what guys are you keying on this week that are not as owned as everyone else would think they would be or should be uh, that you would probably maybe be able to squeeze into your roster?
1: My, um, my, my sort of dark horse, and, and I know he's going to have to boil the last few weeks, but Cazola at, at Arsenal. I, I just I just like him. I just think he's he's their captain, so he's guaranteed to play. Um, he he's set pieces, um, and he's he sh- he's normally their penalty taker until Sanchez stupidly pulled the ball off him in in the in, in the game past. But <laughs> he's a guy who's picked me up a lot of points and over the, over the seasons. If you just look at you just look at like the top point scorers in midfield, he's always in and around there, uh, in, and. Um, He's the guy playing Swansea at home. Um, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I can't see. Um, was it Bob Bradley? Is that what he's called? Bob Bradley.
2: Yeah, yeah, Bob Bradley. I, I,
1: I, I can't see him. I can't. Well, personally, I can't see him lasting the season at Swansea. Never mind, like having like, a, like that new manager. You know, sort of like blip that they, they do. I, I think Arsenal are going to steamroll and. and um, he, he's he's out of all the Arsenal team. I mean, I've obviously got Sanchez because everyone's got Sanchez, but he's a sort of he's, he's a yeah. sort of one, and and closely followed by Troy mm-hmm. Um I picked him up after the Manchester United game, and I and um, I just I've just seen his the fixtures coming up, and I think that he's a he, he's a really nice alternative third forward, and and he's he's come straight into my team.
2: Yeah, I, I agree on Dean, and I think the one key fact for him is that he's sitting on 99 career goals for Watford currently. Yeah. So he's got some motivation there to, to get to that 100 plateau. Uh, and I love the Kathorla call because I, I, I peep him every, I think every podcast we do, no matter what format, whether it be, you know, playtag or DFS or actually the official game, I, I just love what he does in bunches for Arsenal. I think that he brings things to them that uh, the Sanchez's don't, but he doesn't do it at the Sanchez quite price or the level that he could. Uh, he comes at a discount at 7.6, whereas you know Sanchez is over 10. So, I mean, I, I agree with you there that he should be taking the PKs because he's a more effective PK taker, and he does get involved in a lot of set pieces. So that's an excellent call by you, Mark. I, I yeah, like both.
1: Top five in uh, corner kicks as well. Mm-hmm. I think um, this season, uh, there's so many penalties being awarded. Obviously, they're, they're trying to get um, strict on a lot of the defensive um sort of things that they would get mm-hmm. away with in the past. And I think if you can get hold of three or four penalty takers in your team, whether that be you know a Cavallo or a Dini, just try and or, or mm-hmm. Lukaku you are try and I think you can get as many as you possibly can, which yeah which which in a crazy way does throw James Milner's name into the hat. Um mm-hmm. Liverpool are getting a lot of penalties at the moment. He's guaranteed left back starter. I, I know it's if he was a defender in the game, you'd be 100 percent on him. But because he's that midfielder, yeah. it sort of takes away another option. But he, he is free kicks. He's he's corner kicks. He is penalty kicks. So and he does. And he's playing so well in off the left. That that ball where he's a right sided left back. He can open his body and he's got the. Whole- all of the pitch to aim for, and there's always there's always at least one of the Liverpool forwards. They all rotate, and they're making mm-hmm. that run in. So it, it's just he's it's, it's a very good he's a very good sort of cheap. work.
2: yeah, Mark, I agree completely. You know, there's other guys that are you know like Payet from the penalty kickers uh, is is a guy they look at as well. His price is not conducive for everybody. You know, if you have a lot of uh, more expensive midfielders, but another guy who's a who's a fan favorite of this podcast who gets no love and has a great run of upcoming fixtures that is involved a ton of PKs and. You know, set pieces, you know, Robert Snodgrass, he's the perfect guy to do that. He basically is involved in everything, every set piece that Hull takes up. And if anybody's looking at Hull's upcoming fixtures, uh, they look pretty good basically till December.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, Liverpool also, I just wanted to point a, a quick couple stats out before we get into start-sit. Um, Liverpool, after this week, faced three top ten defenses in 2016. So they're very interesting to get going forward. Um, if you find a Liverpool midfielder you like, because Mark will know, I'm sure, everybody has their own, um, but whichever Liverpool guy you like most, get him in, because they have a very nice run uh, till the end of the season. Although, I was like, how is this run so easy? And then I started looking uh, at 2017, and I think it's somewhere around March, and you have like six awful matches out of eight. Um, so uh, Get rid of them then, yeah. but for was now... It-
1: well, the start was, was on paper, the start of the season was ridiculous. And then, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to start getting technically easier. We, we've got um, Crystal Palace away coming up, and you just know that Ben Benteke is going to be all over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah.
2: yeah, he's, he's <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> salivating for that, just to rub it in their face a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's Halloween weekend as well. Mm-hmm. so It's just got the narrative written all over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then one last stat for you guys. Uh,
0: well, you know what? We'll turn it into a question. There are currently three teams... That are top five in attack, defense, and goal difference. Can you guess who they are?
2: Uh Everton, no. um Swansea <laughs> and Hull. Okay,
0: Mark, would you like to actually
2: try? <laughs> uh well,
1: Man City, Tottenham. Yeah. Uh Liverpool. That's right, <laughs> Liverpool
0: in. You watch your defense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> it's Arsenal, uh, right. Tottenham, I, Man City, I, and Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, and then I have three
2: more guesses. I want three more guesses. No. Burnley, Stoke, Sunderland. It feels like you're going the oh other God. way because there, I think I misunderstood the question.
1: <laughs> there are two I teams. I think, got, I think I've got Newcastle, QPR, <laughs> yeah. and Nottingham Forest.
0: Forest. Uh, yep, and Wigan. <laughs> And uh, Wimbledon. Um, And then there are two teams... Scunthorpe. There are two teams that are bottom five in every category, and they play this weekend, and it's Stoke versus Sunderland. So be sure to do the opposite of tune-in for that one.
2: Uh, and from
0: that weird caveat, we're going to lead into start versus sit. Uh, Rob and I will go back and forth. Mark, feel free to jump in where you will. I'll start with my starts, uh, appropriately enough. Um, Diego Costa is the obvious one at 10.1. Leads the league in goals, leads forwards in points. Uh, although I'm not sure that I would sign him, uh, long term. If you already have him, obviously you're starting him. I'm not sure now's the time to buy in though. He does have some tough matchups. Coming up, uh, three top ten defenses in his next five matches. Uh, the little uh-huh. more low key one, but not crazy low key. He's been a, a, a fixture in fantasy for nigh a decade at this point. But Jermaine Defoe, he's on four goals, is already a great budget option. Stoke have tightened up a bit, but are still nineteenth in defense. Uh, I think we celebrated on our last show about Stoke being not last. Do they get an award yeah. for that? They're not. They're not worst anymore. Uh, but that does lead me into midfield. Where Andros Townsend, priced at 6.3, is facing the new worst defense in the league, which is, of course, West Ham. Townsend leads the league in successful crosses, but only has one assist. That's probably going to neutralize yeah. it and balance out sometime soon. Benteke started to really pick up form. I gotta imagine that a lot more of those are gonna start going in than not. Um also Hyungman's son is not prone to the insane price rise that he will in uh daily I think he's already in the 7,000s this week after being much lower the past few weeks and if you're in draft he's probably already been picked up but check just in case he hasn't been mm-hmm. also uh one other little piece of Taga update uh some people asked why we don't really talk about uh the Taga format as much on this show you know we let John Wallen do that when he's on here when he's over on other shows as well but look and see if Sofian Buffal is still available in your league because he should be coming back soon, and he's a fantastic player. At least he was in France, and he'll probably be a starting player for Southampton. Who, another weird aside, uh, are just as good defensively as they were last year. Even though Coleman's gone and made Everton much better, second best in the league at the moment. Uh, the the talent is also there at Southampton, and anybody that watched uh, either of the Netherlands matches uh, will know from this international break. Like I, I just get a very strong like holy crap he's good feeling whenever i watch van dyke which uh as football fans will know it's hard for a center back to be that clearly good because you tend to not focus on them when they're doing their job correctly you hear their name when they mess up but van dyke is just at a whole nother Mm -hmm. level um so i I think he'll really be able to help out that southampton defense although it's pretty iffy for fantasy right now Uh, as you mentioned bertrand already injured cedric might be injured as well I don't know if you want to believe in target as much as you were saying, maybe to go towards just long term, because he's going to lose the job as soon as Bertrand's fit again. But uh, anyway, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. I just like Southampton's defense.
1: Plus as well, after this week, -week Chelsea, Liverpool in the next cup, like next.
0: Oh, yeah. So for fantasy, maybe not so much. (laughs) Right. But they are good, (laughs) I guess is my point. And so avoid them. Like Not if you have good players, but if you have meh matchups against Southampton, I'd probably try to avoid it. Uh, for defenses this week, uh, things don't get too bad for Southampton yet. Um, fortunately, but as you say, things get a lot rougher. But this week they're against Burnley, who are 19th in attack. Uh, Arsenal and Tottenham, the only other really clear defensive matchups. Uh, Leicester not as good as people think they are. They're outside the top 10 in attack, which I'm not sure many people know. But Chelsea love conceding the odd goal, as I'm sure Rob will tell you uh rob who you got
2: uh i'll start i'll start opposite of what you just did uh i love the southampton reference uh they've they come in on three straight clean sheets virgil van dyke look like a completely different player recently playing for for the netherlands i like the way he controls the midfield uh, he's only owned in 8.4 percent of leagues uh which is pretty good and he's the cheapest he's ever been in the premier league as of right now he's 5.4 which is cheaper than he started at for the year uh through the midfield I'm just getting the feeling that, you know, with all these Man City injuries, you know, and Raheem Sterling being a little iffy for this weekend, I know he's got a little niggling injury going on. Uh, I feel like this is a David Silva week. I, I, have a, I, I'm not, I have no reason why to back it up. I'm just having a, an inkling that this is going to be a David Silva week. Uh, I know his, his price isn't awesome. It's 8.7. But guess what, Kevin? When's the last time David Silva was that cheap? 8.7. Oh, He, he
0: might have gotten there last year. After everyone dropped him, but yeah, considering his talent, that's so low, and especially without De Bruyne, he's obviously the main creator. Although I really would have felt a lot better if he had gotten an assist either the last two weeks. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. If if he's been on the tally sheet, he'd look more appealing for this matchup. But to answer your question, he hasn't been that cheap in 2010, 2011. Oh, really? <laughs> this the cheapest. This is the cheapest David been. Wait, ever was that been. when he first well, came into the league? If, if the if the season ended right now, this is when would be when because there's I don't have the I don't have the reference material to look up when he is up and downs throughout the year but if that's oh, year, oh, he ended the, year. The, the season's cheapest so right, right. but if the season ended right now he'd be the cheapest it was since 2010 2011 wow so, and, and if you're going to gamble uh, just,
0: on a player gamble on one that's insanely technically good which yeah, Silva yeah
2: and says. gamble on a guy who has yeah the, the tools around him and the tools of himself to to make him a fantasy asset so david Silva this week in a phenomenal matchup look at it go for it uh, on forwards, I always tend to go with opposite what what you do. You go for the big name owned guys, and I go for the lesser owned guys. I'm going to go with Cristiano Stuani this week. Five point two percent owned, and a, and the bargain price of five one. Uh, if you're trying to squeeze as many big name players into your into your roster like the Agueros and the Ibrahimoviches and the Payet's and the Firmino's and the it, Alexis Sanchez is through the middle. Um, you, you need a third forward that you're probably not going to play every week, and, and Stuani at 5.1 just looks like that guy. He's coming off two full 90s. Uh, he's showing better talent than, than Negredo, who, who's not really doing anything besides being really, really hyped up in the preseason and being uh, a former Man City player. That's about the only thing that I can say for Negredo. Uh, so for Stuani at 5.1, Five seems like a bargain for me. And he has kind of has a, a one off, one on schedule for the next couple weeks where you know you, you could play him here at, depending on who your fifth midfielder would be and swap you know your team so you can bet you know do matchups. Uh, I'll jump right on to my sits uh, for this week. Um, I'm gonna go with the better the the other Belgian forward who hasn't done nothing and is a real hatred of this show. Uh Romelu Lukaku this week. Uh, if if you're if you're if you have Benteke in one hand and then Lukaku in the other. Um, chop off the other hand and just go with the Benteke hand because Lukaku is not the guy you want this week. Uh, just look at the matchup. I don't think he touches the score sheet this week, and I think this is his precipitous fall to three or four games where he does nothing. Uh, through the Which midfield, he loves to do. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. He just likes. It. He's like a grazing cow. You know, every once in a while he'll just run around, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to stop right here because this grass tastes good, and it's the <laughs> grass that doesn't score goals or get involved in games or does nothing." Uh, I think the he midfield
0: gets actual joy out of ruining people's. Yeah. Uh, fantasy I think. Days. I,
2: think he, I bet you he has like ten different emails and has ten different teams and messes around with himself. So he puts him, you know, <laughs> just, just to mess them around i think he does that on purpose i think he just does it like so one does better than the other so he, he does it like statistically so he falls in different ranges yeah. you know, it's probably a belgian thing i don't know what a uh, weird mid-
0: accusation
2: <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> you know uh, all right well here st- i'll stick with belgians in the midfield how's this uh and nazard 9.9 19.6 owned uh he's got eight points in his last four games uh, for anything that's investing your, basically 10% of your you know accumulated fantasy value in someone that's given you eight points in the last four games, you need to look somewhere else. Um, any of those, Anybody who's listening to this that's in that 19.6% owner's range, do me a favor, stop on my Twitter, leave me your password and your sign-in information, and I'll go and I'll make the transfer for you. <laughs> uh, on defense, anybody on the Everton defense, you can pick Seamus Coleman, who's playing well, scored a goal for Ireland as first... Uh, or you can go with uh, Ashley Williams, who's owned in double p- percent of the leagues that, that Seamus Coleman is, because it's a weird, strange world that people love Ashley Williams 9.3% to Seamus Coleman's 4.8%. Uh, you know, this is a big numbers game, and I know Mark's, a, Mark's new to the podcast or this format of podcast. Uh, Mark, do you, do you pay attention to, uh, you know, percentages of ownership and uh, things like that to, to when it's determining your transfers and such?
1: I think at this stage of the season not so much but then get past christmas and you're always looking for that differential just to sort of help you get up the ranking yeah mm-hmm. ab- absolutely right now yeah. it's it's all about the uh, i think the form you know you're really looking nice. for the form players right right about now, the people that come back from the summer break like hot and, and do well um but yeah as as far as ownership rates i, I look so it more after after christmas cool all right, uh, Mark,
0: we kind of touched on strategy there a little bit. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show that you were way up there, and then an Aguero snafu. Well, we can let you talk about it. But what is your main strategy at this point in the
1: season? Yeah, so a couple of weeks back, um, I was sitting at 4-9-2 in the overall rankings, which was unreal. I've had a, a really good start, and, and that's mostly thanks to uh, a Tottenham Defence and um, Antonio, uh, and just just over just um just bringing players in at the right time um and just the the way that i sort of look at fantasy football and, and week by week is that i, I, I normally always go for a, a free four 3 formation and basically i break it down to defense midfield and attack <clears throat> and out of all the um the, the positions that i look at this, this, out, out the free forwards you got to have at least two of your guys up, up top um, either score and, and ideally get an assist as well. Uh, and then you've got your four midfielders. You, you're looking at them to ideally two out of that four always get a goal, uh, an assist. In defence, you're looking for a clean sheet or an assist, and your goalkeeper to get at least three points. So, you know, it's just. Clean sheets this season are very rare. You know, you, unless you're banking on you know, Southampton have done well, Spurs have done really well, but every other team, it's it's really hard for p- teams to pick up. So, I think I've, I've I've sort of adjusted my goals. As as long as my goalkeeper and I've got the guy from Hull, I've got the guy from Sunderland. I've gone really cheap on on it, but uh, the guy from uh, the guy from Hull, whose name I wouldn't even try to pronounce, he's he's yeah, um, when I've had him here, he's yeah, that's the guy. Mm. He's uh, he's uh, he's he's safe penalties. He's, he's got at least you know. You look at the guys; uh defences are just leaking shots, and they're picking up the bonus saves and the bonus points. Mm-hmm. The guy from uh, Sunderland, Pickford, I think he's called. Mm-hmm. He um, he got me some good points last week just for the amount of saves that he made, not for the clean sheet, but for just the amount of saves. So yeah, so say like your your guys up front. I've I've obviously had Aguero before he, he um he elbowed that West Ham defender and got that couple of game. Bam, that sort of messed it up a little bit because you're trying to. Figure away. I played the early wild card as well after the first. I've for every other season I've kept hold of that, that wild card for as long as possible. This season I wanted to flip it and and play the wild card early doors and it and it works like say really well. Just sort of, sort of keep me up in the rankings. But then obviously uh, uh, Aguero got that red card and I had to take my first minus four of the season just to uh, shuffle things around, especially with the De Bruyne injury as well. But. That's how I've been playing it. Uh, I brought in Antonio at the right time. Um, I'm now looking at a team that's got uh, Pickford in goal. Uh, I've got I've gone strong in defence, so I've had Klein, Valencia, and Walker. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone for defenders that will have a, a very good chance of picking up an assist. And at the start of the season, like Klein and Valencia were getting an assists and and Walker's just a strong guy to have in. I am going to slightly change it. I'm going to lose one of those three. I'm not sure which one out of Klein or Valencia to change for the Watford left-back. Uh, is it Holobas? The one, who's, mm-hmm. the one who basically is like, he's on all set pieces <laughs> for those guys. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's, he's a really good assistant, especially with their fixtures. Uh, in midfield, Sanchez. I think everyone's pretty much got Sanchez. But then Sterling and Antonio and, and Casola. I am trying to get Coutinho in, but not just yet. I'm, I'm a little bit wary of his South, uh, South American players, especially the Brazil guy, coming back a little bit later than everybody else. Liverpool have got a Monday night game, which gives them a couple of days break, but Coutinho, last time he came back from a Brazil um, international round, he didn't even make the, the next game because he, he he came back and he he picked up a bug on the flight, so he was just unwell for like that game week. So, I'm going to bring him back, but not for this one. It's going to be for the for the game after when we play uh, West Brom. Uh, and then Aguero, Dini, and Lukaku. I've I've had Lukaku for a while. Uh, he's, he's like I say, like Rob says, he's he's a he's a is a crazy player to have in your team. This week, maybe not so much. Uh, my my bench is is Kapui, and then I've just got two of the the main targets of the Swansea defence in Kingsley and Amat. Um, uh, really really cheap options on on there, but. Um, but yeah, that's basically the way I've been playing it uh, and it, it's wor- working well. Um, I've got my free transfer so I'm probably going to make the client of Valencia switch for the uh, Watford uh, defender this week and then sort of go from there. Yeah,
0: yeah. one last uh, strategic question I have for you. Do you prefer to put all of your value into your starters or do you prefer to have a more balanced squad with a stronger
1: bench? Right now, um, post-Christmas, all the value is in that starting eleven. I think you could pretty much, if you see my bench, it's Capri, what is four point six or whatever. Kingsley's like four million, Amat's four million, and then the uh, whole goalkeepers four million. So there's a lot of emphasis is on that starting eleven. As soon as it gets into January and we get that next wild card, the the wild card that I play will be a lot more balanced because um, the big name players, will, will, the big teams, will start resting people with Champions League fixtures, injuries pick up, and you know, teams start to rotate a little bit more. You can pretty much guarantee the starting 11s of majority of the teams for the first round of 20 fixtures, and then after that, it it really does vary. So, um, so yeah, a long way of answering a question is a lot of emphasis on on that starting 11. Fair enough. All right, uh, well, he basically just went through
0: his team, Rob. Uh, Why don't
2: you talk us through yours? Well, why don't you go back? Why don't you do your sits? And then we'll go through our teams. You Still, can jump back. Is,
0: what is that, like two out of three weeks? I've just been like, eh, forget about sits. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, Vardy is the one that I'm definitely saying no to. Uh, not only uh, do I not like where their, their matchups are over the next few weeks, um, but he's the second best striker at that club behind Slomani, and he's the most expensive. So that's not really a recipe for success. Uh, I, I think Chelsea will concede once. I don't think it's going to be Vardy that scores it. And the way they play is so beneficial towards players good with their head. And that's what Slomani is infinitesimally better at. Um, so I'd go that route if I was going to go lesser forward. But I probably wouldn't even do that right now. Uh, in midfield, it's a guy <laughs> that uh, we upped. The week before he blew up which was great timing on our part but Nasser Chadley at 6.4 I do love him a whole lot he's about to hit a scary run uh it is always possible that he like tears up Tottenham at the weekend for no reason other than just revenge but he got what he wanted he went to West Brom because he wasn't getting uh, any minutes with the Belgian national team he left he scored a few goals he's already back in the team I think he's proved himself that way so I don't see this being the revenge game that everybody else does. Uh, but it is possible he scores against us. But then Tottenham, Liverpool, City, Leicester are his next four. And defenses that I don't like this week. West Brom, Manchester United, Swansea, and Leicester. The reason I don't like Manchester United isn't that they're not particularly good, although they've been worse since Smalling came in, which I think caught some people by surprise. It's that, and Mark, you might have to cover your ears because I don't like upping Liverpool fans too much, but I think they have the second <laughs> best attack in the league. And literally oh, they have because, the second it, best attack in
2: the league. But wait, I mean, it's it's so it's totally not because Jurgen Klopp is getting all the calls. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: um, what? <laughs> no. They I, uh, yep. if, if they play, if, if they play uh, Daily Blind at left back, I would just be so happy because oh, against Marni against Daily Blind, who who cannot turn, who cannot run, yeah. uh, would just be frightening. I mean, if they play the team that they've put out the last two weeks with Popka, Popka and Herrera in center midfield, is. I, I just don't. I mean, I can't see how he doesn't pay Fellaini just because I know what Mourinho's like, and he's just going to go for the set pieces advantage. You know, we, we we can't head a ball from a corner. So, but if he goes and, and plays that team against our quick attack, I'll be uh, I'll be very excited for, for, for Monday night. But it would be it'll be intriguing to see what what Herze does, because pretty much nailed on what what Jurgen Klopp does. Yeah. All right, well, Rob. Now that I've gotten through those, who do you have in your
0: team, man? That's what everybody wants to know. They've been calling us, emailing us, sending my drones team, after uh, us.
2: Yeah, that's it. They're sending <laughs> drones. That's that's pretty what, creepy. Some of them work for uh, the government. Yeah, uh, my team. My team is uh, work in progress because I have two two tr- free transfers at my luxury this week. So. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. In goal, I have Foster and Pickford. I'm going to play Pickford this week because of the the matchup. Uh, On defense uh, is where I need to uh, do some changes. It's basically crap. Uh, I have too much investment in West Brom players right now. I have a cheap option from a Swansea team, and I have Ashley Williams on my team, which is not a good thing this week. Uh, Through the midfield, I have Sterling, Cthorla, Snodgrass, Payette, and Kapu. I'm um, probably not going to touch that this week because I I want to change up top because I want to be a little different. Um, I have Ibrahimović Aguero and Christian Benteke as my forwards. Uh, I'm probably going to switch from Ibrahimović to Dini because I do have a love for Dini this week. I think he I think he finds the back of the net. And then I'm probably going to uh, bring in a, uh, an Arsenal defender for the next three fixtures, probably most likely Koscielny, only because he's He's got more points than everybody else and he's cheaper than Bellerin and less owned than Bellerin. So that'll probably be my investment into an Arsenal defense, which looks like it's starting to come on as a, a knockdown group of, you know, basically we know who's going to play every game and we, we can expect consistency from them. Yeah. Uh,
0: for me, uh, I was super tired of Foster's nonsense. Uh, so I switched him out with uh, Hugo Lloris who is back in fit and is obviously a a tremendous goalkeeper. And I was missing out on all of those Tottenham uh, clean sheets that were benefiting Mark So. Uh, And I was a little bit iffy on Rose and Walker starting both today, uh, Tuesdays we're recording. And at the weekend, they may well. I just really don't like that we rotate them. Um, Although there has been less rotation in the Champions League than there was during the Europa League last season. Um, Then I still had Masuaku, who was not only crap, but also injured. Uh, switched him out for uh, Adam Smith, even though I really wanted to go Simon Francis. Uh, Rob will know I was very high on him coming into the season. Hasn't really done much, and would have been the contrarian play. But kind of as um, Mark was mentioning at this point in the season, it, it, it's for some people it's more important to just start getting points on the board, and that's kind of where I am after a bit of a rough start. So my backline. So those are my two changes: Larissa and Smith in. Uh, for Foster and Masuaku. My backline as it stands, obviously, still changes need to be made, but you know, <laughs> baby steps. Uh, my backline is Seamus Coleman, Adam Smith, Johnny Evans, Kone, and Kingsley. <laughs> uh, what were we calling him? Steven, don't call me Ben Kingsley. Uh, I think it was the nickname we gave him. <laughs> um, but anyway, obviously, uh, Evans has a, a rough set of matches coming up uh, for West Brom. Coleman, I'm okay with long-term, but not a great matchup this week against City. Uh, and then Kone and Kingsley both would be nice to move on, although Kingsley is a priced up and is a bad. As the midfield goes, Utsul uh, Payet I like, but Utsul kind of not doing the business. I already mentioned the Liverpool stat, they have an amazing run after this, so probably going to downgrade from him to someone, or upgrade um, from Snodgrass, who while I do like, just basically hasn't done anything since I brought him into my team. I have Roberto Pereira, who was my counterplay to Capu, who is a phenomenal player, was great at Juventus, except for when he was injured. Uh, Hard to be great on the pitch when you're injured. But uh, when you watch him, he's just so clearly a class above, but sometimes he's just not as involved as I'd like, but I'm not really ready to give up on him yet. And at 6.0, I think he's a very good value, even though some people may not. Mason is my price dump there at 4.9. Probably need to drop him down to a true price dump uh then at forward i am somehow still stuck with ibrahimovic at 115 i've just had bigger issues elsewhere and i'm sure mark will be aware liverpool's defense not exactly the most threatening although they have looked better since they brought in Laris Carius because he does that thing where he um doesn't let every shot on target go in the net which is <laughs> better than what Alex was... simon <laughs> Mignolet.
1: yeah Alex yeah simon. yeah I-, I would not be surprised if latan scores on Monday night neither uh, would I he's a big game player as well I think the stage is set Monday night
2: all alone yeah lights on him
1: yeah yeah. sky cameras he he loves it it's all about his Latin and then he's got Mm -hmm. and then he's got Chelsea uh, which is obviously Jose so Burnley at home yeah I mean he's he's a good player to have around but it's uh, it's a tricky one because it it takes your budget away from the rest of your team Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, just so heard my midfield. <laughs>
2: Clearly,
0: that's the issue. Yeah. Um, because instead of having three really good midfielders, I can only afford two because of the, uh, Aguerovich combo. I do still have Aguero. And, um, my biggest concern is not, uh, that he said he was injured. My biggest concern is that he said he's hopefully fit enough to play tonight against El Tuesday. So by the time you hear this, we'll know if he played or not. But the fact that he knows he's like dealing with a niggle and is still trying. To get out there for Argentina instead of shutting it down and coming back. That's my concern. Is that he's clearly never known what was best with his body. Which is a tremendous issue. Um, So anyway, one of Ibrahimovic and Aguero will not be in my team uh, probably next week. Time will tell. I'm assuming I'd hold on to Aguero just because he's at the point where he's like an anti-differential. Or if you don't own him. Uh, you're going to get punished. And then I have Ben Teke as my third. Jumped in on uh, the week he started scoring, so I was very pleased with that indeed. All right, guys, before we get to captain of the week, I think it's Rob's time for, for any nonsense questions that we need to ask our guests, as we typically do when we have someone on.
2: Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think long and hard, and I was trying not to you know, insult anybody here. And since we've used, we have used baked goods previously and ice cream previously... Um, when you're looking for a woman, what color hair do you prefer? Brown, blonde, or brunette?
1: Seeing that my wife is or brunette.
2: red or red, sorry, red, blonde or brunette, sorry.
1: Seeing that my wife is blonde, uh, like I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta go blonde. I've always had a thing for uh, blondes. Mm. Okay,
2: that's a good one. Yeah, I try to that, go that in right? spurts
0: in my life. Like I'll just have like a string of one, then a string of another. I don't really know what that's all about.
2: Um, Does anybody care for my opinion? Yeah, you're you're wait in. yeah. Here's my opinion. Women have hair? Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: not incorrect, nope. as Wait, it turns out. No. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I? I'll follow that up. We always got to get some culinary thing in there. So, Mark, what is your
1: cereal of choice? Ooh. Easy. Mm. Hands down easy. I've always got a box of Cheerios there in the go. kitchen. Just the, just Wait, the up plain up Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, just... No messing. Don't go crazy. Just stick to what they're good at. Just got those multi grain oats inside of me. Mm, yeah, nice. Fair enough. Yes, Rob. But it's coming. it's it's coming up to uh, porridge season right Oh, just because it's getting a little like colder
2: cold. and a little oh silly. yeah,
1: you cannot beat a bit of porridge with some honey. Mm
2: hmm. Saps the moisture that. right out of the air and everything. Yeah. <laughs> mine is a. <laughs> mine is Captain Crunch. Uh, I'm just I'm always I've been a Captain Crunch regular. Uh, a, the yeah. berry version. The peanut butter. No. No, just right, regular old Cap'n Crunch. In the red box? Yep. Get out of comb. here. Mm-hmm. mm Mhm. But I love cereal, so it's hard to it's hard to narrow it down because because I'm one of those guys if I walk to the cereal aisle at the supermarket and I I'm like, "Ooh, it's on sale. Ooh, it's on sale." I'll end up like with 15 in my cart and then like I'll get yelled at and told to put them all back.
0: Yeah. Uh well, I was uh, as listeners of this show will know, I was an opera major in college. And so I tried to avoid dairy basically as much as I could. Uh Much to my bones' detriment just because, you know, sometimes it makes you a little flemmy. So I avoided cereal for a large portion of my life. And then I was introduced to almond milk okay. and the unsweetened kind. The sweetened kind is just like the worst white chocolate you could ever imagine. But the unsweetened kind is actually pretty close to real life. I forget... uh, what kind I have in the fridge right now, but it's a, it's pretty solid to get the consistency right without all the uh, gunk that you get off up in your stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I've, I've been an old soul for a long time. I love me some basic four uh, in the morning. You get mm. those cranberries, you get those little white clusters that I don't even <laughs> know what they are, but they're pretty tasty. Mm. Um, although I will say over the years, I've noticed a significant increase in the amount of bran and it's a significant reduction in all of the inside bits that are good, except for raisins. It's now basically raisin brand, just with a couple almonds and some of those little white clusters and, and some cranberries in there. But uh, I've always liked that. And then as for a dessert, this is going to sound crazy, but it's a dessert cereal, if that makes any sense. I'm also not the biggest ice cream guy. I don't like that cold all up in my mouth. Everybody's going to hate me by the end of this show. Um, I like Reese's Puffs. I can just eat it out of the box. There you go. Like it's like a dry snack. But you know, sometimes a little milk's nice. But anyway, that's my uh, that's my weird cereal lineage. Oh, uh, Rob, I guess you guys don't have Thanksgiving, huh? Me? Or uh, no, not you at all. I meant to say more. I, I told,
2: I told. It. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's no Thanksgiving this year? <laughs> yeah, no, they, we ran out.
0: <laughs> well, is, is
1: Donald Trump called it off?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, but actually, oh. but actually, maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, may, it may be the truth.
0: Yeah. But yeah, when when uh, if you don't have Thanksgiving, Mark, when, when's the big turkey day? Do you have a day on which turkey is greatly consumed? What what out of 365 and a quarter days, uh how many days would you say you consume turkey? Uh, just the one, just this Christmas day, right? Oh, you oh, do you turkey guys... on Oh, see, we do ham yeah. on Christmas cuz we do all the turkey on Thanksgiving. Well, we do, you, I, you do guys are
2: crazy. I do steak I do steak on Christmas too,
0: so. Interesting. Uh, for a while, we had a, a family tradition of getting Chinese because it's like the one thing that's open on Christmas Day. But uh, then we stopped.
2: <laughs> that's it. There's no background info. Wait, you start You stopped having a family, or you stopped yeah. having <laughs> both? <laughs> I stopped. When having When I met you everywhere. in that bar
1: in New York, Cove, it yeah. was just—was it after Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was yeah, just it was after. after. Yeah, yeah. It was after. Yeah, it was just before Christmas. Yeah, I, I yes, probably I still would. had my yeah. stuffing pot belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something's the yeah, best. It was, uh, i just had thanksgiving in arkansas we went to sort of visit some friends it was it was good you know we watched a parade first ever thanksgiving in the states mm. watched a parade on the tv watched some football some american football afterwards it was a it was a good uh good i, I was i was glad to experience it but yeah we, we do nothing here when is thanksgiving Is it 19th or something like that uh it's the
2: third thursday thursday yeah third Thursday. oh is it Oh, so it changes every yeah so it was that no, was good you
1: know, it, was, it was uh we, we don't do anything i was just saying today um basically after halloween in in, in the uk that is when christmas starts i liked that how but then a lot of people are unsure when you can start like putting christmas stuff out in the shops but like in in america it's like thanksgiving boom christmas you know so there's a, there's a set sort of in, in the States when you know that it's alright yeah. to get the Christmas stuff out in the shops. Yeah, well,
0: the best thing about the Thanksgiving break is a lot of times, like people with kids especially, like they're home from school and stuff. So then the day after Thanksgiving, you start setting up your Christmas stuff as a family and then you get to leave and get some solace and solitude and then you come back for Christmas and everything's already done. So yeah, we have a really nicely demarcated point there. So you're just saying like November 1st is the beginning of Christmas season?
1: Well... No, the beginning, as in acceptable to mm-hmm. start putting your stuff out, Christmas light, lights out and stuff, is probably the first. You know, you use the first advent calendar, but I mean, this is when you start to see it in the shops, as in your your big brand shops. Um, yeah. That is when you start to see it all all start start to go up. But it, it's 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 all crazy. No one really knows when or how or what. But with you guys, as soon as you see that Macy parade on the TV, then you're good to go.
0: Mm, fair enough. All right. Well, one last thing to get everybody in trouble. What was your favorite
1: Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Ooh. Nintendo Game Boy. Hands down. When yeah. you were a
2: kid? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. When I was like what, ten, eleven? So this is like before the internet. Before the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Wait, there was a time before the internet? Oh my. yeah,
1: Al yeah, yeah, Gore right. didn't
0: always invent it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Before social media, before the internet, there was this thing called a Game Boy, and it was unreal and uh, Super mm-hmm. Mario. Yeah,
2: insane. Nice, yeah. Rob. I'm- I I agree. Nintendo was the was the best. gift yeah, that,
0: that's that's not a bad shout. I was uh, <laughs> people may be unsurprised to hear uh, clinically ADHD from like seven years old. Um, and so everybody always said it was a better idea to not give me something like a video game where my mind could just give like rapid bursts of uh, attention and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so anyway, my parents were always like, "No, you can never have one." And then my grandparents sneak mailed one to me uh yeah when i I was a kid uh it was the the yellow game boy advance with uh, the the pikachu pokemon yellow all up in there and that was phenomenal and then uh didn't get the next one and then they were like there's like 700 pokemon now i was like oh what wow i just got weird (laughs) weird whiplash from that and and never uh did again but yeah that was a that's a good one i'm glad that we all all stuck with that Maybe, (laughs) maybe yeah maybe game boy can have an fpl app Uh, for for the next generation Um, All right. well that should uh, do. oh nope I lied because now to wrap up we have our captains pick of the pick of the pick of the week that was my attempt at doing a radio board that was awful okay uh, Mark if you had to captain one player who would you go with this week
1: I'm glad I'm going first because I think we might be all saying the same guy but I'm going the Game Boy Advance (laughs) yeah No, uh, uh, Sanchez at home against Swansea. Nice three o'clock Saturday kickoff. It's like like say I think Swansea are going to uh, be very poor for a, a, a lot of weeks to come. So get on Sanchez while you can. Yeah,
2: that's a good call. I just don't I don't own Sanchez, so I can't Ross, I can't say him because that would make me jealous and be like, oh, I want Sanchez and I can't have him. Um. But I'll, I'll go up to I'll say Christian Benteke this week against West Ham, who is the worst defense in the week in the league.
1: Mm. And yeah. That's a nice five thirty kickoff as well. Mm-hmm. On Saturday night. <laughs> that is uh, the TV cameras there, Benteke. Yeah, I mean, that's a good show. Yeah. Um. For me, first of all,
0: it was a Game Boy Color. I'm just now thinking. Cool. I think the advance was the sideways one. And that the Game Boy Color was the last vertical one. But I'm sure people will tweet us and tell me that my childhood memories are wrong. Um as for captain options, we already talked about him. It's it's the last chance saloon for Ibrahimovic on my team. Um and I think he definitely captain. does score against Liverpool. Yeah.
1: Captain. Wow. Big.
0: Yeah, man. Big. Go big or go home. That's what I sometimes say when it benefits me. Um <laughs> so on that crazy selection on my part, um, that will do it for us today. So, uh, if you guys would like to tell the folks where to find you, now would be a good time.
1: All right, uh, so sure. you Go ahead. Uh, so Twitter, you can find me. Uh, it's at Mr. Mark Simpson. M R M A R K Simpson. S I M P S O N uh, on 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 the Twitter. And uh, I have recently published uh, a blog on Anfield Index. If you Google Anfield Index, ten out of fifteen points. Um, I, f- I finally got around to writing it. It's, oh, it's why nice. I believe 10 out of 15 points consistently throughout the season will get you Champions League football. So it's not just for Liverpool fans. Chelsea, Tottenham, United, anybody can go have a, have a read of it. It's, it's why uh, I believe that consistently getting 10 out of 15 points get you Champions League at the end of the year.
2: Nice. That's an interesting read. I can remember to look that up, even though I don't read too often. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. Uh, you can find my writings on rasball dot uh, You can find me for some DFS and on our Pot Me and Kevin's podcast on uh, VIPbet.com That's vip hyphen dot bet or dot bet. No, vip hyphen bet. <laughs> I'm not over. I'm not overdotting. dotting. I'm over dotting is what's going on. So it's vip hyphen bet and don't spell out the hyphen. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. You can find me on this podcast or coming soon to a tree outside Mark's house. <laughs> <laughs> that would be – it's a lot of
1: money on a plane ticket to just lurk. Hey, stalking is fun until you get caught. If you huh. stalk at my house, though, I've got – I live on a farm, and there's a lot of highland cows with lots of very sharp – You got, you on, got guard sheep? Want, wouldn't recommend it. You got, these, you got guard sheep going around? These Yorkshire sheep, man. they, uh, they <laughs> The attack it, yeah. sheep. <laughs> Um, they, they never know
2: they're good. All they know
0: is they're bad. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> um, I am at on Twitter. Uh, we will actually, on the EPR Roundtable page, we'll be sure to retweet Mark's article for anybody that heard that and was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. So we'll be sure to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, as the two people that read it. We, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. As Rob mentioned, you can find us over at VIP-bet.com. Don't spell the hyphen, because who does that? Don't be that guy. Um, but anyway, I write weekly uh, for the EaglesBeak.com. have a weekly fantasy article over there. The format's changed a little bit lately, but all the content's still there. Uh, still be sure to check out all the Playtogas stuff. Um, if you have any questions about those, just you can just tweet us. I think they have a forum over there or some such. I don't know how often that's used, but uh, you can always ask us, as uh, that's why I'm an uh, expert, quote-unquote, in the field is my success in draft, which, by the way, Rob, you poked some fun at me to start the season. I'm quickly climbing up those standings. I think three straight wins. That'll do the trick. Uh, I'll, I'll also- I'm sorry. Are you ahead of me? You're not ahead of me yet, are you? Oh, you're good. Uh, I actually think I am. Good. No, you're
2: not. <laughs> am not. I'm in second place.
0: Nope. Well, I'm not in first, so yeah, I guess you are still ahead of me. But that was by an inspired um, Leroy Fair pick. It was my last pick of the draft, so that has gone well. Clearly, uh, <laughs> the clicking you're hearing is me and Rob both looking up everything. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, one good win behind, behind, you. behind you. I'm 24 points off you, so
2: yes, not
0: so. not too bad. But <laughs> yeah, on a, on a pretty good run. Uh, on my own here Um, but anyway so yeah check us out at all that stuff it's at Mr. Mark Simpson at smoking underscore Loogie I'm at Kevroth. thank you so much uh, Mark for joining us and we hope all of you listen next week peace